What is the show that you haven't watched yet that you've been meaning to watch? You feel like you need to watch it. 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Welcome. Welcome. Greetings and salutations. Happy Stormy Monday. We're here to talk to you about TV because last night was the Emmy Awards. And uh, Holly, I don't know about you, but when I was watching it, a frequently uttered phrase at our house was, oh, yeah, we really should watch that show. Yeah, you should. You should. should. I mean, there's a lot to do. There's a lot to see. But there are some shows that were being honored last night that at, at least at our house, we were like, why? We really have missed the boat on that one, The Crown. 651-641-1071. That boat has left, and guess what, Colleen? That boat for the crown is sitting outside of the port of Los Angeles, and it has a bunch of stuff on it that's just sitting out there. It's never going to get unloaded. Oh, you never know. Uh, But what is that show that you just have not watched yet, that you know you should, you really feel like you should? And it doesn't have to be one uh, that you feel like you need to watch because it won Emmys. It could be something that somebody keeps recommending to you or that you keep hearing about that you just haven't watched and you feel like, oh, that's on my list. I just haven't gotten around to it. 651-641-1071. I'll tell you what the biggest one. Okay, so I've been joking about The Crown, but that's not even the one that we were talking about last night when we were watching the Emmys. My husband and I kept on saying, oh, we need to watch Hacks. Yes, you do. Yes. Yes, you do, Colin. Because everybody, well, first of all, Gene Smart, like, Duh. Well, she earned that Emmy last night, Jean Smart, for her performance in Hacks. This is what I've heard. She's amazing. Yeah. But but just but outside of Jean Smart, that show won Emmys for being awesome. Right? Did it win anything else? Yeah, it won a few yeah, more Emmys. That's what I thought. For being so, awesome. Yeah, for being awesome. And so I thought, you know, that was one that just like slipped our radar that made it to the top of our list. What's that show that you just haven't watched yet that you have that feeling like, oof, I I really got to get on that and watch that show. Do you have any of those, Holly? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I need to watch. Well, it was another show that won several awards last night, Mayor of Easttown. Yeah. I just, you know, can't. Everyone everyone says Mayor of Easttown is excellent. It's fantastic. And I understand that objectively. Obviously, it won awards last night. It's gotten a lot of buzz. It's supposed to be good. But I just haven't been able to bring myself to watch the show. I'm never in the mood for it. Right. I'm just. Well, that's a good thing to know about yourself. It is a dark, dark show. And I, you know, I like dark, dark things. Right. But lately, life is dark, dark. <laughs> yeah. Haven't been in the mood to watch a murder mystery. And, you know, just shows with death sometimes. Yes. Not high priority at the moment. Now, before we uh, move on, uh, 651-641-1071, what is that show you've been meaning to watch, but you just haven't watched yet? I did tweet about this last night because Julianne Nicholson uh, won for Supporting Actress for Mayor of Easttown, for her role in Mayor of Easttown. And when she turned around to walk up to the stage, her back 
muscles were on full display. And I was like, that is the best kept secret. Like, you didn't know that she had this, like, wonderful, beautifully sculpted back when she was on Mayor of Easttown because she just wasn't playing, like, a backy character. But I was like, wow. But then she gets up to the podium and she says into the microphone, and I'm going to say it, and it is about Mayor of Easttown. And somebody called me out on this on on Twitter, but I want to explain exactly why I was fine doing it. Yeah. She said, she said, thank you to, I believe it was to Kate Winslet and to everybody who produced uh, Mayor of Easttown. She said, thank you for like staying on me because if I would have read the first show, the first, the script for the pilot, I'm paraphrasing here. She said, I would have just thought like, oh, the priest did it and moved on. And so I tweeted out also, spoiler alert, the priest didn't do it. Hashtag Mayor of Easttown. And somebody was like, but there are people who still haven't watched this. But I want you to know I've done you a favor because if you go into it like like Julianne Nicholson did, thinking in the first episode the priest did it, why would you then continue to watch the show? You wouldn't. Because then it would, there would be no payoff. Exactly. For you, so, yeah. so now it's fine to know that going in and it will con- you will continue to wonder, well, then who did? Well, that's one of those things, too, of the conversation about television spoiler alerts yeah. where it's like at this point, if a show has been out, I don't know, X amount of months. You are responsible for the securing of your own spoiler yes. alerts yes. or avoidance thereof. Right. Yeah. And also, here's here's part two of that. Um, a spoiler, like if somebody's going to tell you the whole ending, like if I said to you, yeah, the priest didn't do it, but here's who did. That's rude. And I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But to say it's not what you think doesn't spoil the story at all. At all. In fact, actually, it... It should, well, hopefully will enhance it for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Enhance. Yeah. But there are shows that people are talking about. Everybody's Mm -hmm. talking about them. That one last night at the Emmys. That I'm going to exercise Jomo Colleen. Okay. Exercise the joy of missing out. And I'm Uh, not going to watch it. Putting this on a t-shirt. Embrace the Jomo. The joy of missing out. Yeah. The joy of missing out. What are those shows for you? I'm going to gleefully step away from Ted Lasso. Oh, funny you should mention that. Did you see what just happened? (laughs) Because that show, universally praised, everybody loves it. I believe it won four Emmys last night. Congratulations to them, by the way. Yeah. I am not going to be subscribing to Apple TV Plus to watch Ted Lasso. That is another streaming service I don't need in my life. And it's okay. Like, it's just, it's okay to step away from what everybody else is watching. Okay, so. It's okay. It's funny you brought up, it's funny you brought up Ted Lasso. Yeah. Because um, there's an ongoing conversation behind the scenes here at My Talk 1071 about my relationship to Ted Lasso. Mostly my relationship to my spouse, who loves Ted Lasso. I watched the first two episodes with him, and I was like, I don't want to watch this show anymore. And he was like, you got to stay with it. You need three episodes. And I was like, that's too many. That is too many. If I need to stay in something for three episodes in order to like it, I am I am objecting on the premise of that's dumb. And so we've been arguing about this. Now, meanwhile, our social media gal, Hannah, she says she hates it, too. So I'm like, I got a person. I got a person. So behind the scenes, I'm like, yeah, we hate it together. It's our thing. Like, we both hate Ted Lasso. And then she sends me texts about it. And she sends me, like, and we, like, memeify it. Okay, so I've got my buddy, my hating Ted Lasso buddy. Well, then this woman says to me right before the show, yeah, I actually think I might keep watching it. And I was like, no, you're abandoning me on this ship. Well, then she took it one louder. 
Do you know what she just tweeted? She took it to 11. She took it to 11. She just tweeted, if we can get 1,000 likes on this tweet, Colleen will watch all the Ted Lasso episodes. Ooh, ooh don't do that. We don't have, make Colleen do that. We have two jobs right now. <laughs> do not like this tweet. No. And number two, do not tell my husband about this tweet because he will make it his personal mission to see that that thing gets 1,000 likes. Oh, so he's a show pusher. Oh, yes. Your husband's a show pusher just because he likes it. He thinks that everybody should like it. Then. Yes. There's a difference between oh. there are show pushers. That's a maybe we can have that conversation Ooh, yeah. tomorrow. Let's stick a pin show in that. Show pushing, you like it, therefore everyone else should like it. Or show curation, I like this. I actually think understanding you, yes, that you will like. You it as will well. like this because, like, that's show matchmaking. I see. Oh. Show curation, show matchmaking. Yeah, no, my husband's a show pusher. Mm-hmm. We well, see you. We see you. Also, that th- this tweet is getting traction, and I'm not here for it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, let's celebrate um, a musician who I believe deserves to be celebrated. This um, There's a couple things about this particular artist that are exciting to me right now, and I would like to celebrate Lil Nas X when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. We came to celebrate on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yes, yes, yes. And you know who I want to celebrate today on the Colleen and Bradley show? Lil Nas X. <gasps> Lil Nas X? I know, right? So you know what's funny about this? So I'm just going to take us all in the way back machine. Remember when Old Town Road came out? What's that? Was that 2018? Because You know what? Thank you for looking it up because I don't remember because what is time? Well, exactly. What is time? And we bring up what is time because Lil Nas X just released his debut album Montero on Friday. Yes. Old Town Road was released in 2019. So it was two years ago. Two years ago. And actually, that's important because, you know, what is time? But, But there was a time when we first heard Old Town Road... Everybody was either like, I can't stand that song or I can't get enough of that song. And then Lil Nas X was genius because Lil Nas X was like, I'm not going to stop and kept releasing the same song with different collaborators. That's right. That's and right. we were like, whoa, hold the phone. And then it was this earworm that you couldn't get away from. Whether you liked it or didn't like it, it was everywhere. But little did you remember, it wasn't part of an album it wasn't released as like an ep well no because he just made it in his house right back in 2018 so that's when the song originally was made in 2019 was the summer when it was the summer of old town road yes and that's the thing that is remarkable is to your point he just dropped his first album on friday So Lil Nas X has been a part of our world since 2019 with this super popular song that became like a household name, but hasn't released another album until or an album until now. But here, but wait, there's There's more. more. So here's what, so I'm like sitting in my, in my uh, house this weekend. I'm on the Twitters and I see somebody retweet a tweet from Lil Nas X. And I'm like, Ooh, what is this? Like, I'm curious about this. Yeah, he's good on the Twitter. He's great on the Twitter. And he just, this is like on the heels of, or fresh off of, um, Lil Nas X's uh, 
turn on the Video Music Awards, which that was an amazing performance. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah. Such a great performance. Well, I see this tweet from Lil Nas X uh, who said, who goes by the moniker, uh, well, it's his real name, Montero. His uh, his Twitter, what's that called? Uh, handle is Lil Nas X, but his name, Montero, is his name. Uh, and he basically is like, hey, FYI, there's a little baby registry over at Montero.com, like the actual welcome to Montero.com. We're doing this charitable baby shower. So let's just like take a step back and and look at the entire sort of theme, branding theme that they have created around Lil Nas X's first album, Montero. Industry Baby is one of the songs. There is a ton of promotional material showing him with like a pregnant belly talking about having a baby. Montero, his name. Then you go over to welcometomontero.com and sure as you know what, there is a full baby registry that highlights a number of different charities attached to each song on the album. Well, that's fantastic. It is so cool. That's great. It is so cool. So I I decided to like go over there. Arrival date, September 17th, 2021. Montero. And for each song on the album, there is another... uh, There's another um, nonprofit organization attached to it that you can donate to. Things like the Trans Inclusive Group. Uh, the Bail Project, that's that's paired with Industry Baby. Uh, there's Compassionate Atlanta, which is paired with the song The Art of Realization. There is uh, one of the other um, organizations that's paired is Happy Hippie, which is, that is Miley Cyrus's organization. Miley Cyrus is featured on the song Am I Dream- Dreaming? Happy Hippie Foundation is a nonprofit organization founded by Miley Cyrus. Uh, the mission is to rally young people to fight injustice facing homeless youth, LGBTQ youth, and other vulnerable populations. So all of these organizations have some sort of tie-in with either um, uh, you know, LGBTQ issues, yeah. minority issues. That- hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week, Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
issue of homelessness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It is brilliant. Lil Nas X is the pop star that we need right now, right now for 2021. He's so, he has this voice in social media on music and the way that he can take something like this. Here's my album Montero. I'm going to release it out here and I'm also going to use it as an opportunity to bring awareness to the things that matter to me, the things that I'm talking about artistically, the things I'm communicating about myself to my fans. So let's all do this and let's all come together and move the needle towards the right direction. Right. And the other thing that I I have found fascinating and lovely about uh, Lil Nas X is, for example, is just like how he has arrived on the scene in such an amazing way and, and sort of the trajectory of how we understood him as a person. Because you'll remember when Old Town Road came out, we didn't really know. He it was like, it dropped from the sky. Like we didn't know, we had never, I didn't know what a Lil Nas X was, right? No. And then suddenly he's pairing up with all these huge celebrities. And then it's like everybody's singing the song. Everybody is singing the song. And then he's like, yeah, by the way, um, I'm actually a gay man. And people were like, hold the phone. Like, and he was like, I thought it was pretty obvious. And what I found really interesting about that is everybody was singing that song, not knowing or caring who he was. And he dropped it in real quick. Like, and he has become this wonderful icon. Um, for an out gay man whose music has touched people all over the place. Yeah. And now he's like captured this audience, some of whom might not be entirely comfortable with who he is. And he's not doing anything but being who he is. No, he's like, I am who I am. And I'm exploring all of these themes in ways that I want to. Yes. And please enjoy yeah. as much as and have as much fun as I'm having. I mean, that's and the thing I too, am enjoying he- and having as much fun as he is having. Yeah. Right? Totally. I know. We love you. We love you, Lil Nas X. That was the Lil Nas X appreciation thread. And now when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to get negative and talk about some D-bags. Okay, fine. That's what we do. We run the gamut. We'll do a little uh, celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, we've got some celebrities behaving badly to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hello. Hi. Happy afternoon. And how are you? <laughs> All right. And uh, let's get to those celebrities behaving badly. We call them D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D bag, Holly? Lindsay Buckingham. What? From Fleetwood Mac, or formerly yes. of Fleetwood Mac. I feel like he's, um, I don't know that we've ever called him a D-bag before, but I feel like he's been a D-bag before. I think so. Yeah. I think we've heard some songs about it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there's rumors. a long history, okay? There's a long history. Now, Lindsay Buckingham, formerly of Fleetwood Mac, is my D-bag of the day because he's out doing interviews and he did this interview with the Sunday Times and he said that Stevie Nicks is still in love with him. Oh, okay. Oh, Oh, but wait, Colleen, there's more to this. Okay. So Lindsay Buckingham Mm -hmm. suggested that Stevie Nicks is still in love with him. What a catch. And that Stevie Nicks gave the rest of the band an ultimatum when he asked to delay an upcoming tour. 
basically blaming Stevie Nicks for any kind of delays. Oh gosh, and the drama continues. And the drama continues. So he goes on to lay the groundworks and he talks about his past with Stevie Nicks. And, you know, he admitted to the Times that there were a number of years where he wasn't over their relationship. Then he throws it out. It's possible that she's never been completely over me either. And he's like, and then he goes on. And then Lindsey Buckingham goes on. He said, we didn't have time to heal or move on in the traditional sense. And uh, I think, and she was the one who moved away from me back then, that we both had to compartmentalize our feelings. And that it's not healthy to do that. Here's where it gets real (laughs) D-baggy. I don't know. I I was finding a lot of debaggery up until now, but go on. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, dear. It, it gets real bad. Lindsay Buckingham tells the Times, I met the love of my life late, and that gave me a whole other take on the world. Stevie did not have children. She went down a different route and has placed more importance on her professional life. How that played out in the last three, four, five years, it's hard for me to know what her mentality is towards me. But Mm -mm. I know what mine is to her because I've been married 21 years and I have three children and it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Okay, okay. Ah! This is actually just a message to everybody. (laughs) Like, I understand that when you have children, you find a different type of meaning in your own life. And I say that as a person with children. Yeah. That does not mean that people who don't have children don't have similar meaning in their own lives or that they have not assessed and found and located their own purpose. Yeah. And that they aren't living out their own purpose. That is so frustrating and that is disgusting. And I was not here for most of what he said. And and also like that's an interesting little narrative that you've created for yourself that this this woman who has no reason really for getting up every morning is still pining away for you, Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, it's so That's gross. It's so nasty. It's so ish. Because Lindsay Buckingham is painting this story that's absolutely not true. We have no idea. No. Completely also, projecting. Also super not fair for him yeah. to speak on behalf of Stevie Nicks in that way. Oh, absolutely not. Right. I feel and, like that goes without saying. Yeah. And Lindsay Buckingham, you found the love of your life that you were divorcing this summer. Right. Well, tell me how about that. Now, I know five days ago. Lindsey Buckingham said that he's working on his relationship with the love of his life, Kristen Mesner. Okay. We're working on it. Mm-hmm. Well, that really is great, Lindsay. Like, congratulations yeah. to I bet she loves this, uh, this interview. Yeah, I'm sure she really <laughs> loves it. But just like the nerve of Lindsey Buckingham to insert that, basically my subtextual read of that yeah. is that... Stevie Nicks is a cranky, barren old hag, Mm -hmm. and I found the love of my life late, and I have children, Mm -hmm. so my life has meaning and yours doesn't, and that's why you're crabby. I super don't appreciate that at all. Do not appreciate you entering the chat in that way, Lindsay Buckingham. You can leave the chat again. Yeah, you can go bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And we will say goodbye to you. Go bye-bye in the car car. Yeah. Who's your D-bag? Oh my gosh, Jennifer Lopez J-Lo. Oh my, Jennifer Lopez J-Lo. I know, J-Lo. J-Lo. So I saw this headline and I didn't even really need to read the rest, but it didn't matter. I had to anyway. I saw this headline in TMZ. J-Lo. 
I feel like an outsider in Hollywood. Okay. What? Okay. What? Okay. Have you met yourself? You are Hollywood girl. Tell but me fine. More. Okay. Um, so apparently, uh, she has, uh, so she's got all these new partnerships that she's part of, like, um, she's got that JLo beauty brand that yeah. she's rocking. Makeup at um, Sephora. She's got, yep, the products at Sephora. Um, and apparently she has opened up that she doesn't often feel like she belongs in Hollywood. Um, she says, uh. I think for me, I know it's important for all of us to feel like we belong. Um, And like most people, there are so many times in your life when you feel like an outsider. I feel like that in Hollywood most of the time. Interesting. Tell me most of the time. Does she have more? She doesn't really. But but it just is like, okay, wait, hold the phone. You've got 30 movies. In the can. And you, that's a lot of movies. Now, listen, she's a human being, and I understand that. And I also understand that you don't always feel like you fit in places, right? But, girl, you're JLo. Like, check the evidence. (laughs) Yes, you are. You are a big time Hollywood star. It's interesting because Jennifer Lopez, I think her celebrity transcends Hollywood. Agreed. The idea of Hollywood in quotation marks, capital H, Hollywood. And I suppose if she's reflecting back on her career, because she has been in the business for a really long time. For a hot second. and Yeah, Yeah. for a hot second in the 90s. Now, I could see where she would be reflecting on her career, specifically as an actor, and being like, back in the 90s, back in the day, perhaps I felt like an outsider because Hollywood was different back then. You know, and and saying, like, I was not, you know, I was perceived in a particular way, which, you know, Jennifer Lopez was kind of, you know, it was like back in the fly girl days, Well, back in the fly girl days and her, you know, in the 90s, she before she became J-Lo, the pop star. Right. Jennifer Lopez was actress. Mm -hmm. And so perhaps reflecting on those experiences 30 years ago, that. Maybe I I did feel like an outsider back then, but now maybe not so much. Now, I think in here, too, she was reflecting on not being nominated for an Oscar for the movie Hustlers, which was really interesting because it's I suppose then that goes into, again, like Hollywood award shows and how people are honored and should one expect a nomination mm-hmm. for an award. Like right. what what is the politicking behind that? Right. What are the optics behind that? Because she wasn't nominated for an Oscar for that. I think she was nominated for Golden Globes. And it was very clear that her and her team were going after There was an expectation. There, there was an expectation yeah. of being nominated yeah. for an Oscar and then that didn't happen. And if I'm projecting, sure, I can see that, right? I can mm-hmm. see how she's always sort of trying to fight for her um position in Hollywood as an actress, as an honored and celebrated actress. But it is possible, Holly, that you and I could be overthinking this statement because at the end of the day, (laughs) at the end of the day, I think what this really truly was all about was about bringing J-Lo down to the level of Jane everybody who doesn't feel like they fit in so that she can what? Oh, by J. Lo her makeup <laughs> to you, you ugly yeah. troll. I mean, that's really what it's all about at the end of the day, right? But but it's but the thing is, is that it's irritating to hear that when you are when you're J. Lo, sure, and you're like J. Lo, 
And you're like, I don't really fit in very much. And we're all like, girl, what? Well, yeah, you're one of the most powerful women in entertainment on planet right. Earth. So I'm discouraged now at the notion that you will never achieve full fitting inage yeah. as J-Lo. Then what prayer do any of us have, right? Right. Well, that's the that's the hard part about being a celebrity is that, well... You're a celebrity. You're a superstar. Jennifer Lopez, you're one of the most beautiful, talented, celebrated women on the earth. And then at the same time, you know, well, the woman made a song about it 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Jenny from the block. Yes. That no matter how successful she is, she's always going to be Jenny from the block, which I suppose at at its essence, this is kind of a a distilling of that message. Right. And being repurposed for the for selling makeup. Right. Which is. Lovely, but also we're through the looking glass here. Woman, you have more money than like a city block put together. Mm-hmm. Sure, you're so, like Jenny from the block is still somewhere inside of you, but you're not feeding her anymore. You're not, you yeah. are not bringing her to the buffet. Well, and that the aspect <laughs> of celebrity that you give us is the aspect of celebrity that's extremely glamorous. Yes. That is camera forward. Right. In a way that is challenging to juxtapose between that and the one the person that's feeling insecure and the one that doesn't really fit in so you're kind of getting the mixed signals and it's like right you can't have it both ways you can't be both of those people you want to be both of those people right so what do you know what this actually has echoes of to me Hmm. the way they're trying to package uh in their publicationship that's hers with ben affleck their sexy time and their parenty time and the two like they they can't they won't cross the streams right so like they're either pushing you know sexy getaways or they're pushing like super family fun time but like those two things live in distinctly different places there's no observation of the fact that you can be a parent and also be a sexual being Mm -hmm. not that you have to portray that but there's a it's it's so obvious that they're packaging those two sort of yin and yang things yeah yeah, it's hard to exist in the world of celebrity, in the world of publicationship, yes. in the world to have all of these competing narratives and have them gel and have them work. And to be fair, we do we do take out a microscope and examine these things a little more closely than the yeah. average bear. Well, right, because on one hand, I'm like, yes, Jennifer Lopez, I empathize with you. You're mm-hmm. a human being with complex emotions. And yes, we we I think it's fair to say that every single human being has felt that emotion of not fitting in or not feeling like you belong. Right. So that, yes, you empathize with that. At the same time, you can hold, well, you're selling this aspirational version of yourself that looks like you are the ultimate person that belongs on planet Earth. Right. There's just a lot going on. Oh, oh. it's too much to juggle. It's a lot. Well, I I've like got bad in the video. Though. Well, that's true. I've I've got bad news for you. I'm going to throw another ball into the juggle um, because we've got a D-bag double down. Oh, boy. This one involves Farrah Abraham. Buckle in, y'all. She's a frequent flyer. Bing bong. We'll talk about Farrah Abraham and what's uh, earning her D-bag status today on the Colleen and Bradley show after this on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley trainers on Vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here hanging out with you. Oh, yeah. And um, we have a D-bag double down. 
Okay, so uh, today the D bag double down goes out to our friend Farah Abraham. What? Oh, what? Frequent flyer. Also, I would just like to call out our friend Brian on Twitter, who earlier in the show was like, "Hey, thanks for talking about this thing. Can't wait to hear you talk about Farah Abraham." And I'm like, "How did you know?" He if- said, "Yeah." <laughs> Thank you for elevating the dog walker situation to Cobra Gang status. I watched the interview with Gail awaiting the Farahs off to Yale conversation. It's like you saw our show plan. If we're nothing but consistent on this show. How true it is. You know, when you see a headline about Farah Abraham, it's going to make it to uh, Team Cobra. So remember, where were we with Farah Abraham, Holly? Can you bring us up to speed? Oh, well, okay. Let me, let me, mm. Last time we heard Fair Abraham is that she was very, well, she was very upset that the Harvard Extension online program that she was taking for creative writing suggested perhaps that she take some other classes to prepare herself for the rigors of the class that she had enrolled in. And as a result of receiving that feedback, Fair Abraham burned a Harvard sweatshirt yeah. and was really upset about it. And cried uh, educational abuse. Yes. That this oh, yeah, is that, a real thing. That's right. Educational abuse. I forgot right. about that. So so what she was upset about was that the professor basically was like, hey, I'm worried about your ability to keep up with this class. Perhaps you'd be better suited to take this other class where you can work on your writing at a sentence level. And she didn't like that. Now, having read her book, I would like to say... She needs that class, like, really bad. Like she needs to work on the sentence level. Right. Of- Understanding that all the words together does not a sentence make. And the teacher who wrote that email was very gracious about it. It was like, totally. hey, would love to have, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but the tone of it was, this class is not right for you. Mm-hmm. However, take these classes, build up your sentencing, yes, and then you'll be able to come back and join the course at a later date. Not a problem. No big deal. Yeah, but she was like, uh-uh, I don't need this. Now, which just is like the, oh, I can't even. Anyway, moving right along. Yeah. Um, She's like, I'm out of here, Harvard. I don't need you anymore. You're dumb. Bye. Bye. And then she says, basically, I'm just really glad I have other options. I think I'll go to Yale. What? Oh, honey. What kind of buffet is this woman eating at? Oh, honey. Okay, so she says, quote, uh, I'm just so pumped because I have all these choices for law school. I don't know if I'm going to stay here on the West Coast or go to the East Coast, she says. Um, She explained that she feels that West Coast universities are more diverse, and she wants to attend a school in a diverse environment. By the way, I love the way they're paraphrasing what she said as though any of it was understandable, right? Right. She said, an elder teacher in a position of power with a male dean blocked me out of a class and also said lies about my work. Um, this is She's talking about her Harvard class. Um, but she was like, Harvard is a joke. It's a scam. That's my Harvard review. This is all, you know, we're all going back back in time to when she was um, putting Harvard down. But she said um, that she's going to move on and she'd like to go to Yale. 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 Yale Law School. Farrah Abraham wants to go to Yale Law School. Okay. Also, can How I did she this? 
spell Yale? Can we get a check on that? Yeah, thank you. Uh, I want to make four sure. letters. Did she put them in order? She did also, and this, I love this, because we talked about this the other day. She did like a Google review of Harvard. Yeah. She did a Yelp review of Harvard as well. Okay. Oh, well, unfortunately, I won't be able to look at that because I'm not a subscriber, but I trust that she probably gave it a zero star review. So here's my question to you, because I do know it was a one star. I don't think that she can... I don't think zero is possible. Is it on Yelp? I don't know. I think you got to give at least one. Sure. Um, Here's my question for you. Because what we know about her uh, matriculation at Harvard is that it was through extension courses online. And you can sign up for those. Anybody can. You do not have to be accepted to the school. No, you don't have to be accepted. They're for learners across the world. Now, I will say, inside track, I got a good friend who... It actually works and does that. Yeah. At Harvard. Yes. And like you can do Anybody can do it. Like I can, well, you can sign up for that. Yeah, you can sign up for that. Congratulations. Now, all right. So I did see at TMZ that Farrah Abraham does indeed have a Bachelor of Arts. That's she true. Ha- she has it from an institution called the Art Institute of Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Now I do want to... Now Did I, you do some work on that? Did you dig into the Art Institute of Fort Lauderdale? I didn't. Okay. But what There's I time. did do a little digging into is Yale, spelt Y-A-L-E. Okay, so it is actually not Harvard because that's how she spelled Harvard. <laughs> no, Yale University. Now, do I, they have an extension course? That was going to be my question, like Harvard does. No, Colleen, Yale Law School does not have an extension. In fact, yeah. Yale University, according to some research I've done on the Internet, mm. is actually... The hardest law school to get into in the country. All right. It has a 6.9% acceptance rate. One in 15 people make it through. And that means you're highly qualified. Now, I want to just give this to Fair Abraham to put some realistic context around her law school dreams. Is that you have to have a GPA. Usually the average GPA is 3.92. And a median LSAT score is 173. I don't know if Farrah Abraham has bothered to take the LSAT yet or if she's studying because it's one of those things, one of those tests that you think you can go in there and you can yeah. just take it. Nope, not going to no, do it. Not, not going to do it. You got to do some test prep. I don't yeah. care how smart you are. Yeah. You got to do some prep to yeah. test for something like that. Right. Also, passing the bar, though, if you go, you probably will. But that's the thing. You know, I don't want to crush Fair Abraham's dreams, but I do want to put realistic context around it. But, yeah, but nobody else does that, Holly. So you don't have to. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, she's not living in reality. She says that Yale is is recruiting her. No, they're not. I, I'm sorry. No, they're not. They're she's running lying. the opposite direction. Yeah. They do not. Any more than Harvard wants to be associated with her. Yale doesn't want to touch her. No. Um, they don't even know who she is, that, which is probably... Worse than even running away from right? somebody like Farrah Abraham. The worst thing that can happen to a Farrah Abraham is that you don't even know a Farrah Abraham exists. Well, and I guarantee you, Yale is like, what even is a Farrah Abraham and why would we want her here in the first place? You know, Colleen, I think that Farrah Abraham watched Legally Blonde once. Yes. And she thinks that's how it works. And it's not, you guys, that's not real life. That is not a biopic. It's no, just no. really not at all. No, it's not. Oh, honey. Oh, sweetie. Honey. Honey. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I am very excited to unveil our new fashion expert at the Colleen and Bradley show. This is a person with a lot of opinions and a lot of experience to go along with those 
opinions. It's Holly's nephew. We are going to get the straight scoop about Emmy fashion from Holly's nephew when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 107.1.